Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, APAT himself, Alex. How you doing? Hello, everybody. To my left, G Dub himself, Garrett. How you doing? All right, cool. My name is Marvin. Welcome to. Are you ready, Garrett? We can't hear you. Oh, why not? I don't know. You cut out from what you said my name, and then I was like, I don't know where you went. All right. Oh, we got to start over then. All right. Check. Sorry. Check. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. To my left, G-Dub himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. <laughs> Wednesday Comics podcast. Why did you laugh? My name is Marvin. We're here again. I know, I had like problems. a little puberty spot. Start over. You did. You kind of ski. Now, we're going with that one. You kind of you kind of go. Oh, come on. How are you doing? Uh, Hi, guys. Wednesday Comics podcast <laughs> for the first uh, full week in June. <laughs> Did we do the last show we did was the was it the thirty first or the first we recorded? We recorded on the thirty first, so it's the first episode right. in June. All right. Hey, uh, I'm in a, I'm in a new state. The sea level's lower for some reason. That makes my voice higher. Is it? I don't get it. Is it lower? <laughs> it feel well. The forty five degree angle going down. Uh, I guess it's not. No, that's still forty five. Uh, to Wisconsin, it felt like I was going lower at sea level. The sea level in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Is a hundred? Excuse me, a thousand four hundred seventy feet. So let's see. Uh, what town are you in now? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a location that is very like small. Oh, <laughs> I'll text to you. No, there's no one that's gonna find me. Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. <laughs> don't look any. Don't. Oh, it's eight seventy nine. I know it's you. It is lower. It is lower. <laughs> I know it's you. Fourteen seventy to eight seventy nine. It is lower, Garrett. By like I could feel 600. it. I was driving downhill the whole way here. Oh, like six hundred uh, feet. Well, there he is underwater in Wisconsin. There's Garrett. Uh, and uh, before we start, you guys, there's a lot of uh, entertainment we got to talk about, and I thought we would call the entertainment king. Uh, I'm gonna try to call him here on Facebook. I didn't prep him on that, but we'll try. If not, I'll call him on the other one. Entertainment tonight gets underway from Hollywood for September 14th, 1981. <laughs> oh, God. There he is. Hey, guest host one, how may I help you? There we go. I should always call you this way. It sounds way better. Oh, really? Yeah, you something definitely. Yeah. There we go. Uh, entertainment King, hashtag guest host one. I called you. We have a couple of entertainment questions for you. Thought I'd throw them your way. Uh, Miss Marvel out this week on Disney Plus. What's the What's the temperature on this uh, according to uh, the Twitterverse and, uh, and you yourself? Know, um, I've started a new uh, position with a new company, so you know I have, I have not had time to scour the internet like I usually am able to. So who told you to get um, a fucking job? I need you out there on the streets finding the temperature. I know. I have heard I've heard uh through the Etherverse that it's gonna be a little bit more not necessarily geared towards kids, but it might not be as mature as content as us MCU fans would like, is the only thing I've heard. So I have no idea. The only reason I let you move to that big city is to get more of a touch on the fucking pulse 
of this entertainment industry. You're in the entertainment center of the world. And I and now you're at a job. What do you well, do at that job? What kind of job are we talking about here? I actually can't really talk about it, actually. Oh, <laughs> you, you making a movie over there? All um, right. You know what? He's working on Fantastic Four for Marvel Studios, and we'll talk about it later. But uh, right. I, I've heard um, good things about Miss Marvel. A, a review headline I saw th- said it was pretty good. But you know what? I don't think there's ever been a one that says any of these shows are bad. And But the to me, the uh, quality fl- fluctuates up and down. So mm-hmm. uh, the reviews are always good. I mean, I've never because have you guys read a lot of the books? I I don't think I have, yeah. except what they, they've showed in Young Avengers. I'm like, so the power switch. I'm like, that doesn't really affect me because I didn't really know a whole lot about her from the get go. So you know what? That's almost verbatim, word for word, what Garrett just said before we started. And I'm wondering if <laughs> like there's some sort twins of or something. There's some sort of Whoa. link there, and you guys like have exact same like Garrett. I mean, Alex, I'm I'm not incorrect, right? He said almost the like, same exact thing. Yeah, okay. but to be fair, you know they have that that mental link, and now they're almost closer together. So when he passed through town, they reconnected for a moment. It's only been like three days. I think he's the same length, the same distance away now, isn't he? Yeah, I'm kind of, it was kind of like a pendulum. Like if you put because uh, now Corey in the center, it just kind of swung over. Now to Garrett's the right eight over. hours away from us, and Corey's four. You know, so. weirdly enough, I wouldn't put Corey in the center. I, you know, I mean, he's a good, strong part of the group. He's but... a, he's in the center a little bit up. I call him the peak. He's he's at the peak. Oh, once again, the peak of entertainment. He's supposed to be out there in the goddamn streets, but now he's at a job, probably sitting he's down. In, he's how, doing black ops. That's why he can't tell us what's going on. How many hours a day are we talking, Corey? Eight oh, you and got a half hour lunch. A so full time you know, compared to working two to three hours a day, it's a lot different for this for this young buck. <laughs> well, let me ask you this question here, Corey. Um, can you let me know why I'm an episode and a half into Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, <laughs> and why this show sucks so much? Oh man, you know you. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. Here's here's what I think that. Oh man, I might get in trouble for saying this. That Marvin's on the fucking ball. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Corey, you just broke my mind. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I feel like we oh, still have a lot to see, but so you far, baby, it's so far, baby. it has been as the kids say, a little mid. It, 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 exactly. It's not horrible. Hey, but it is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mid. Slow it's, the fuck up. It's, up. it's the definition a, of mid. Marvin, yeah. A, catch up, please. B, Corey, have you ever, like, writ, like read a story before? I'm pretty sure it doesn't wrap up by uh, episode three. Hey, that's, three that's episodes why, left. Buddy. I know. That's why I'm saying, hey, I'm giving yeah. them a chance to do what We're they got. We're halfway do. through, bro. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, so, Gary called you out for not sticking to your guns, though. You almost said it was a pile of steaming shit. And then you backtracked. You're like, well, you know, it's not as bad as there is. There's redeeming elements. Oh, there's my gosh. redeeming elements. Sorry, I loved you more when you're like, this is a steaming pile of shit. Now you're like, How? you know, I can see highlights. No. No, if there's stuff. Hugh McGregor. Star Wars sucks. We all know. Hugh McGregor's huh? nonverbal huh? acting. Not, Ewan Gregor's nonverbal acting is excellent. Any dialogue in the show, I find a little hard to sit through. And then also the story feels like nothing's really happened. 
And uh, so, can I ask, is, is it written like for younger audiences, or just feels no. like it hasn't been written for TV? My, my kids would be bored out of their fucking mind with this show. <laughs> Whoa, it's just early. God, Marvin, catch up first. I've seen I more scenes it. of Obi Wan slicing meat than I have. <laughs> oh my god, dude, I can't with this right now. I, uh, you know what, I'm Garrett. If, if we do do a show. Uh, I'd be tempted to watch Obi Wan. Am I not wrong? He it. he slices meat like five times, and because it's showing he's 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 got. Oh, I can't even just. Wait, yes, he has exiled himself on Tatooine to look over a certain young Luke Skywalker, and it's, it's his time hasn't come yet. Okay, he's been through a lot. Sorry, the Jedi Order ended. Okay, he's a little depressed. And you got Owen over here saying, "Stay away from my son." It's not your goddamn son. First off. Yeah, Obi Wan brought him to that planet to keep him safe. You got to listen to Obi Wan. You guys just yeah. smacked me across listen, the face. I, the only reason I say this, Corey, is that I, I'm <laughs> one episode into Stranger Things. I understand you watched it twice already, but this I'm first third rewatch, this three times, <laughs> this first episode. Get a job, Corey. <laughs> this, Corey, this first episode, ten out of ten, better than anything of Obi Wan I've seen so far. And probably right. so far, I am only one in, but so far, the best out of uh, all the seasons. Yep, I would. I, yeah, I mean, I I think it's number two, but because I mean, the season one can't be passed. But yeah, it's definitely high ranking. Like, there's so many good things in that first episode. It's so fucking good, dude. Right. And I watched it after watching one and a half. I had to. I watched that second episode Obi Wan like three times, and I shut it off three different times. <laughs> and I would just moved on to Stranger Things because I was like, I got it. I'm falling asleep here. We got to watch something. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, I just, there's no contest on which one is better because it's clearly Stranger Things for sure. And yeah, it, of course. But, but, geez, it, but like Corey God. said, I know, but I'm it's saying, no like, contest. Hey, hey I, I bet, yeah, I believe that they're probably building up to a cool climax, but. If we're can let's compare one to one. So if we're comparing Obi Wan episode one to Stranger Things episode one, which one had more of the wow factor? And that's yes, so okay. Season Things. one though, or or season four? Season four. four. Sorry, season four. Episode well, Alex one hasn't seen it, but I will say I was very impressed with episode one of yeah. season four of Stranger Things. So I mean, there's well, no, stuff I, I've, to I'm on the episode five, so I'm I know oh. what's going on. Oh, I thought you said that. Yeah, you fuck you, Garrett. That. No, I haven't watched Obi Wan. Oh, I don't watch garbage because you heard it here. <laughs> Listen, I, said it was shit. I saw that Ewan said he might come back for a second season and for what? Cut more meat? Yeah, <laughs> no, they should not do a second season. What the fuck's he going to do in a second season? Oh, gosh. Make more money off of people who like Star Wars. Why would the yep. fuck would Obi-Wan go and bury his, the only thing that probably could save him if those motherfuckers ever found him in the middle of the desert? Why would he bury a lightsaber in the middle of the desert? So they wouldn't get so he wouldn't get murdered. No mud duck. <laughs> mud duck. What the heck did you just say? That's no from mud the duck. office, you moron. What's murder without any R's? Mud duck. <laughs> but I mean, what? but how's he gonna protect himself? I'm so confused by the mouth garbage that just came out of your I, I've watched one and a half episodes of Obi-Wan, which equates to about 90 minutes of television. 
and the man's been in his cave more and slicing meat more than anything so far. Every time you say slicing meat, now I'm starting to think he's beating it. No, so. Alex, <laughs> when, I, when I say that he has a slab of meat in front of him and he slices a little piece off, five times, a whole scene about it. That's because he's like <laughs> a space tuna dude. Like he's I know what his job is. He's trying to make a living. Do I need to see him fucking feed his animal five different times to understand that he has an animal? <laughs> It was a a convenient spot. Oh man, I really. And then you have that that girl inquisitor that's just like, it just can't. (laughs) She just keeps getting too angry. It's like I'm gonna cut off your hands and like hold up. We'll give you rewards if you know where the Jedi are. And it's just like, how are you so unorganized? Like I don't understand what's. I don't know. By the way, that the dialogue in that first ninety minutes is sometimes atrocious. Like, I'm at the Kumail uh, and Obi-Wan scene uh, where he's faking being a Jedi, and it's hard to fucking get through, dude. I just... I just... Meanwhile, I turn on Stranger Things, and I get introduced to two, three new characters, and already I love all of these kids. Right? So, I mean, it has potential to get there, but, you know, on the whole... Disney Star Wars is mid to decent, but not I, great. They need to get out of this fucking time frame. That's what they need to do. Go tell stories mm-hmm. that I have no context for, so I can't judge them against the other things anymore. Go. Well, it's like now you're really stretching. It's like where he's like, last time I saw you, I was the student. Now I am the man. Whatever he says, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, we actually saw each other three times. Yeah. Uh, you know, that where we had epic battles and we drank tea, you know, we forgot to talk about that. Isn't your memory loss thing? You know, unless he loses his memory somehow. Force memory loss. And like when he was on, uh, when Star Wars New Hope, when I watched that for the, you know, anytime I've watched that in the past before this show, when they go looking for a Ben Kenobi. And do you know who that is? And and then uh, Owen is always like, oh, and gets all nervous and shit because he knows Obviously, if you know who Obi-Wan Kenobi is and somebody's named Ben Kenobi, you're like, oh, fuck, maybe they're related, dude. But so <laughs> when the Inquisitors come in town and they're like, he goes, uh, they call it, oh, you don't know, that guy comes and he goes, uh, the other Jedi. And he goes, Obi-Wan. He goes, I'm just Ben Kenobi. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, I know who you are. You're just, you can't just change one name and expect me to figure out not to figure out who you are. You know, and somebody else pointed out, it's like, yeah, you know, you're how you're trying to hide the kids from Vader. Why would you name Luke and give him the last name Skywalker? And give him to his fucking uncle. On a place that fucking <laughs> wow, Anakin... I wonder whose son you are. A place that Anakin's been before. He knows his fucking uncle's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. So somebody pointed out, I was like, that's actually pretty funny. If you're trying to hide your child... Or, you know, Go find all the Jedi. From your dad, don't name him Skywalker. Go find all the Jedi. I know you'll be on Tatooine, <laughs> so why don't you swing by and kill my son too while you're there? He's going to be a future Jedi. We can't talk about Star Wars on this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're probably going to get your podcast canceled because you've offended fans. I like Star uh, Wars. I'm not. Like, hey, but I do like Star Wars. But truth is, where truth is, it's like this show's good. I'll even say decently okay but there's been nothing where i'm like oh god i'm so there this had to come back to tell this story we would not have felt complete in our hearts without this story i'd rather so watch 
a whole nother yeah. episode with those guys on the mopeds. Yeah. It's just, there's no reason, like, I mean, so far, you have not shown me a reason that why this show need to be. Exactly. That's, to be that's my whole, that's my whole point here, Corey. And yeah. you just simplified all my anger into one sentence. What's the yes. point of this fucking show? Mm. I don't understand what yeah. the point of this. And it feels like I'm watching it because I'm a, a Star Wars fan and I'm watching it because I have, like, I have to check it off. Yeah. But the whole time yeah. I'm just like, is that going to fucking happen? Like, what's, what's yeah. the point of this? Like, I know what happens after this. What's, what's this about? And so mm. far, they have not given any reason. In that first episode of Stranger Things, not only did I get hints of who the main villain is going to be for the whole season, I was introduced to like three new people and I was able to get a sense of who everybody is now in this time and how they're kind right. of adjusting to their new lives. Meanwhile, I should have that same kind of same kind of uh, situation with Obi-Wan since I've had three mo- movies that set up this whole thing, right? Yep. If I'm just going by the prequels. And yet... I have no sense of time. I think somebody said it's been like 10 years. Uh, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. You think that, where, where the fuck's Boba Fett all this shit? Oh, I guess that's after, later. But I mean, like. He's in his back to tank. <laughs> what the, yeah, what the, I have no idea what the point of this, yeah. like, literally, like I said, I don't need to it's, see Obi-Wan becoming this nomad and living by himself and doing all this tuna stuff because i knew that from no hope when he shows up and he's fucking almost like a sam person like i know the guy's in exile why are you gonna show me two episodes of him in exile and then oh he's gonna get out of oh i'm coming out of uh hiding to do one last job all right how fucking how many times i've heard that yeah (laughs) and then 10 years later he's supposed to be like 80 years old so you know i don't know what's gonna happen there he probably too much slicing fish it took away his life (laughs) all that salt he just gets really stressed one day in ages 30 years yeah somehow this is what i'm curious about and somehow the technology in these future movies look shittier than what they have here like Mm -hmm. they got some badass ships in this first uh part here they got like when they were trying to figure out how to get a, off of Tatooine, they didn't take this fucking bus off of there. Like it seemed pretty easy for Obi Wan to get off of that damn planet, but no. When yeah. when they want to get off it in New Hope, he's got to pay a fucking smuggler to smuggle them off. Hey, you know, for a show you guys don't like, you sure talk about it a lot. <laughs> I don't because it fucking pissed me off so much. I was so fucking bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait till you guys are all caught up with Stranger Things. I can't wait till you're all caught up with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. I'll catch. I'll catch Which up will be tomorrow because it's, guess what? It's probably going to be a 35 minute episode again because they're like six epic episodes. Okay, that's like a, not a lot. It's going to be four hours of television of him slicing meat and getting on ships, just being afraid. Being it's afraid like, right, too. Well, yeah. So yeah, we got six episodes here. Okay. Oh. So unless they already knew they were going to do a season two. It's like, all right, you've got three episodes to play with. You need to do some kind of reconnection with your force because right now you're a little baby bitch. Oh, I can't, all right, uh, all right. I, I We're going to talk about Obi Wan. We got to move on. Listen, I can't go save her because when I was teaching Anakin, I failed, so I can't <laughs> rescue anybody. That's the same thing, right? Fuck off, old man. All right. <laughs> How dare you? Is all I got to say. Corey, I love that I called you. the bias consume you. Say that again. Corey, I love that I called you on this. I, I didn't expect an ally. I thought I was going to have two people against me. And you know what? It only solidifies my thoughts that I need to finish Stranger Things and then maybe I'll go back and 
you know, uh, yeah, put myself in a clockwork orange chair so, with my so eyeballs quick, stapled open to watch Obi-Wan. And Wednesday Comics fans, don't hijack my, my package, which, no, that does not mean what you think it means. I uh, There was a Monopoly set that came out that supposedly spoiled key details of Stranger Things, and I decided I must have it, and it'll get here tomorrow, so... <laughs> I will see what that. There you go. Uh, find them. Spoiler King. Spoiler King getting a spoiler board game. That yep. just seems fitting. The entertainment. Even the last thing I spoiled. Did I spoil Doctor Strange too? What's it, comics fans? I've been falsely labeled Spoiler King, and I have done such. Young Corey, you've been good about the spoilers. Things. I've changed. I've gone. I've gone on a new we can't let you move on from it. Yeah, but see, you know what, guys? If you haven't watched The Force Awakens, guess what? Han dies. You know, at this point, Corey, then it's your fucking fault. Corey, at this point, at this point, I'm so pissed at that series. Go ahead. I'm I'm retroactively giving you thanks for spoiling that piece of shit. Maybe somebody not became a fan because you said that, and they'd have to suffer through this piece of shit. (laughs) I guess time will tell, but so far, it's looking like, okay, it's all right. And yet you liked Eternals. Get out of here. All right, Dude, cool. Eternals was good. Get your shit. That was yeah. I'm, I'm on Garrett's team on that one. Civil Thank War you, right, right now. Yep. <laughs> it's setting up things for later that we'll appreciate down the line. I like the Jew, Corey. But I, cool. appreciate I, I love, I love right, yeah, I love Easter Egg the movie, but I'd rather watch the movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Easter Egg this is movie. why That's me and Corey one. can go to eight movies without you two and, and give a handshake mm-hmm. and we don't understand. Right. Well, Garen, I'll be at the bar having a couple brews. Yeah. Well, you guys are going to see a shit fest. Turn right. out some pictures to throw on a dartboard. Corey, you want to give your you sign off here uh, before uh, things get more heated? All right. Well, yeah, tonight has been a very hot take, but this is still hashtag guest host one signing off. Stay classy, San Francisco, except for Garrett, who's, I don't know. Hey, just... I hope you hashtag take a lightsaber to the face. So. <laughs> Hashtag it'd be a better self-defeat than Obi-Wan suffering. (laughs) Hashtag I hate you. Hashtag signing off. All right, good night. Hashtag get out of here. All right, bye. I'm glad that he left on his own because I couldn't figure out how to kick him out. (laughs) I started to end the call with him and I was like, how the fuck are you on this thing? I don't think you can kick anybody out. You sounded way better with that than the other guy. Yeah. And he he heard when we were talking. The other one you never heard when we were talking. There we go. There's uh, hashtag SS1, the entertainment king and the entertainment capital of the world. Uh, getting acquainted with a new job, so he's a lot of the, the uh, you know, he goes to these circles, guys, you know, and he hears entertainment news, and he just hasn't been to one this week. He'll be in the loop next week, so we'll see. Uh, let's get to some comic books here coming out this week, the week of uh, June 7th, June 8th. Twig number two of five. Scotty Young, Kyle Stram. Uh, I'm not going to read the synopsis because I still got issue number one sitting right here next to me. Have not read it yet, but it looks beautiful. I almost... Uh, when I'm working, I always just cycle through the first couple of pages to look at it. Uh, Garrett, what do you think? Uh, I love this book. Uh, it actually kind of gives me some, I know it's animals and like creatures, um, but kind of gives me vibes like the Hobbit, you know, like there's this young creature that's like basically just going on an adventure and it's just so fun. It's so simple. Um, Twigs like literally has this objective to accomplish and there's beautiful art. And it like he runs into like different creatures along his way. Uh, it's funny because like obviously Scotty Young can throw in some of those funny bits. Uh, it's got some good emotion to it. Uh, I was um, 
you know, I was originally just going to get the series digital, but then like free comic book day happened and I picked up issue one in print. And then I got through issue one. I was like, there's no way I'm getting this digitally. I need this in print. So each issue I will be getting in print for this book. Cause it's just spectacular. Yo, twig. Uh, that text is number 14. Chris Conn and Jacob Phillips, the snow falls endlessly in wonderland. Part one. It's back with a brand new story arc. As a winter storm looms over Ambrose County in January of 1992, a local woman's body is discovered and believed to be the latest victim of a horrifying West Texas serial killer. I, I, this show, this uh, book is fantastic. Uh, if you look at the preview, there are like case notes in here. Uh, and there's even like an, uh, a phone transcript and shit. Uh, I think this keeps getting better with each arc. Uh, arc. And I think Jacob Phillips actually got nominated for an, an Eisner for this book and for, oh, what's the other book that he's doing? Shit, I can't think of it. The, the Reckless books, those ones? Oh, yeah, the coloring on those books. And, uh, yeah, he got nominated for Colorist on those books. But uh, in terms of just straight up art, I think he's been doing fantastic work on this series. And Chris Condon, I think, has been telling a, a fantastic story. Since this started, and so I'm excited to see we got a, we got our uh, standard break between arcs here, and so uh, issue 14 picks up that new arc, and it looks like it's going to be a, a scary one. Why? But why do serial killers always have smiley faces? So to show how uh, either sociopathic or psychopathic they are, they enjoy well, the kill. This is why they I like. This is why I liked uh, Frankenstein. All right, he's not laughing, he's not smiling, but he's also not angry. Right? Can't tell. <laughs> Poison Ivy number one. G. Willow Wilson. Speaking of the creator of uh, Miss Marvel, there we go. G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takera on this book. Pamela Isley. There's been a lot of things in her Sorry, life. Sorry, you cut out, Marvin. Well, I still recorded, though. So uh, Pamela Isley has been a lot of things in her life. A living god, a supervillain, an activist, a scientist, and dead. In a new body that she didn't ask for with a renewed sense of purpose, Ivy leaves Gotham and sets out to complete her greatest gift Greatest work, a gift to the world that would heal the damage dealt to it by ending humanity. Spinning off the pages of Batman, DC is proud to present the unbelievable next chapter in Poison Ivy's life by the incredible creative team of G. Willow Wilson and Marcio Takera, featuring a sunny cast of variant art cover artists uh, Dan Mora, Nick Rubles, Warren Liu, and Frank Cho, and the main cover artist Jessica Fong. Alex, what do you think? But, you know, I remember the main reason I actually had put this book on my list was that it had, G. Jill, uh, had Wilson on the book. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't got one of her books since the it's going to come to me. Uh, the Kingdom book. What was it? I don't know. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about with the, uh, the space one. Uh, Clearly not good enough where I can't remember the actual title of yeah. the book. But I've enjoyed Wilson's work, uh, especially when she showed up in Detective Comics years and years and years and years and years ago. Um, always a good writer. Always does a good job of telling the story that needs to be told without beating you to death with extra shit. Uh, unlike Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I'm excited to get into this book. I'm excited to get back into Poison Ivy. She is one of the, I feel, more interesting characters that Batman has to deal with. She's not always a uh, psycho. She literally just wants to save the world. Does it in the wrong way. Um, so I'm excited for the six issue, five issue, six issue, whatever run to hit stands. Invisible Kingdom. 
Thank you. I knew Kingdom and my brain said United. I thought, well, that's not right. Yeah, Invisible Kingdom. Uh, Aquaman, Andromeda number one, deep in the Pacific Ocean, all the farthest possible distance from any land, sets Point Nemo, the space grave, spaceship graveyard, excuse me. Since the dawn of the space race, the nations of the world have sent their crafts there on splashdown to sink beneath the silent seas. But there's something else at Point Nemo, a structure never made by man, and that structure seems to be waking up. The crew of the experimental submarine Andromeda, powered by mysterious black hole drive, have been chosen to investigate the mystery, but they aren't the only ones pursuing it. Anything of value believe the ocean is of value to the master pirate Black Manta, and anything that attracts Black Manta attracts Arthur Curry, his lifelong foe, the Aquaman. But heaven help them when all the doors of the mystery at Point Nemo swing wide to admit them in. This is Ram V and Christian Ward is a black label book, uh, and it uh, looks good. Um, I don't think so far Aquaman, I could be wrong, hasn't had a black label book. And so I thought it looked interesting. Check it out. That would be interesting. I think that's a, a character I don't read enough of anymore. It's going to be like a... Yeah, it's always a hard character to break. So I, I'm def- I'm getting it too. And I'm like, I can't wait to read it. Because I'm like, can someone pull off Aquaman? Like, I don't see it that often. <clears throat> he was good for a while under Jeff Johns, but... Um, and he was good under what was that one run that I read after Jeff? His Kelly Sue DeConnick run was pretty good. Yeah, that's the one that I came back into, and that was pretty. All Speaking right. of Visible Kingdom, Christian Ward did the art for Invisible Kingdom, so he'll be on this book too. Uh, nice. And Ram V of Venom and Swamp Thing um, will be on this book here. Ram also going to be the ongoing writer for Batman, I believe, or DC, DC, DC. Mm-hmm. Batman, um, Batman is. I haven't said chip in a long time. Where's this guy been? Not putting out books anymore. He's done. Retired. Jeez. Working on Batman, probably. Yeah, probably, actually. Uh, Brought to you by Rainbow Comics and Cards.com. Go to RainbowComicsandCards.com. RainbowComicsandCards.com. Go there, find their physical locations in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Lincoln, Nebraska. Go there, order things online anytime, anywhere in the continental United States. Uh, Remo, comicsandcards.com. <laughs> I remember that was at the tip of my tongue, and it would not come out. I don't know why. Uh, Alex, what about this weather? Uh, today wasn't bad. You know, We had a little on and off rain. What are we thinking about the rest of the week? You know what? There's, you can't even plan ahead anymore. It is one of those things where it either wants to rain or it doesn't want to rain. It wants to be windy. We've had a lot more storms in this past month than I've even seen us have in like the last four years. So, you know what, people? You should just have an umbrella in your car. Be prepared. Be a Boy Scout and or a Batman, whatever you want to be. That's what I am. All the above. Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. Be Scar. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did see this, and this is, once again, I read this, it left my brain, and you saying that, Alex, about the storms and all this stuff like that, it made it enter my brain again, and I probably could get every bit of this fact wrong, but, um, <laughs> like, this, uh, so far spring-summer, uh, system has been, uh, as active as one that was, like, 12 years ago or 10 years ago, but even then... That they only at that time only had twelve 
excuse me, three tornado warnings that went off. And so far in 2022, I think it's in like in the hundreds or something like that for our area. So, um, I think you're right. I, I, you know what, people, uh, you were warned. I saw a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and the ice was chasing him and, uh, you were warned. So I always got to believe uh, Jake out there. He's always running from the, the wolves and the, uh, the ice and, and that movie, I think there's like a tornado in New York City. I was watching. And, you know, I'm ready. You know, but that man also played Mysterio, so he can't trust shit. And he played uh, a character in the movie Nightcrawler, so he's also psycho. So and He also plays Loki, not the Loki that we know, Detective Loki, in that one movie. What's that movie called with uh, Wolverine? Prisoners. Uh, oh, yeah. Prisoners. So. Wolverine and Loki teaming up. Uh, there we go. Um, before we get to our books uh, that we're going to review for uh, this week. Before we get to the books, uh, we're going to do uh, the next iteration of the uh, co-host game. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill Nye the Science Guy. Bill, 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 Alex, let's practice. What are the four names of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, you can't hear the song? Spider-Man. Although I didn't know what song was playing. Was it Bill Nye? Yeah. Bill. Bill. Could you hear? I didn't hear any I didn't hear any music. Oh, you guys can't hear that? Why not? Oh, no. At first I thought you're like, oh, you're gonna add in at post. I thought no. Can you hear now? Heard something. Wow, I don't know why you guys are near that. Yeah, I'll just sing it for you. Bill, I'm Bill, the science guy. <laughs> Who knows? My son was over here messing with the board again, so I don't know. He Bill, I'm the science guy. I'm the science guy. Got it. Hey, Heard that. Got something. Uh, here we go. Um, I need a sheet of paper. Sheet of paper. All right, I got it here. Uh, we're going to start here. Uh, Alex, heads or tails? Tails. <clears throat> hey, Siri. Flip a coin. Says his head, so Garrett will get to go first. Hell yeah. I'm going to ask you both five questions. Here's how it's going to work, though. I'll ask a question. Garrett, I'll let you know if it's Garrett or Alex's turn. Obviously, we'll be alternating. But, Garrett, you get to answer first. Right? And if you get the correct answer on your turn, you get two points. But, Alex, I'm also going to ask you for an answer. And if you get it correct on Garrett's questions, you'll get one point. If Garrett okay. gets it right, though, then you get you can't get any points. Even you can't guess the same answer. Yet. You know, I mean, you could you could be like, yeah, that's the answer. But you're not. If Garrett gets it, it just blocks the point for you. All okay. right, but he still gets the point then. He will get the point. Okay. 
Uh, so, Garrett, here's your first question. Okay. What birds do Chinese and Japanese fishermen commonly use? What? Say that again. What birds do Chinese and Japanese fishermen commonly use? Uh, koi. Fish. <laughs> Isn't the bird question? Oh, it's a what bird? I think so. What kind of fish? What birds? Uh, okay, that's right. Oh, what kind of birds? Um, kind of. Say the question again. Sorry, it's not. It's not clicking. What birds do Chinese and Japanese fishermen commonly use? Mm. I should just let you stick with your coin. <laughs> <laughs> kind of birds do they use? Uh, I'm gonna go with pelicans. Cotton. <laughs> Alex. Uh, I'm going to go seagulls, but I was thinking pelicans, Garrett. But you're going to. Sure, you don't want to double down and get points with me? I can't get points if you he get can. it right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, both of you are incorrect. It's uh, cormorants. Cormorants. Ah, nope. that bird I know. So <laughs> nobody wins on the first one there. Garrett, I'm going to put a big X through the first question for him. Uh, Alex, how many arms does yeah. a typical snowflake have? Six. Six. Garrett, what do you... Uh... I'm going to go eight. It is indeed six. Alex, there you wow. go. Two points for Alex. Uh, he gets three even. Why does he get three? I thought he only gets two. I said two. Uh, I heard three. I heard two. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, Garrett, <laughs> what metal is also known as Quicksilver? Um, what metal? Let's go tungsten. <laughs> Koi fish. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you don't know how versatile a koi is, okay? Fine, <laughs> there. Alex, you want to take a guess in this one? Um, quick silver. I'm gonna go nickel. <clears throat> Punks and nickel, we got mercury. Oh, oh shit, I should have done mercury. Right. Yeah. I knew they would. I thought liquid metal. I thought, no, but it's not silver. It's usually red. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, the fertilization. Yeah. What is a fertilized egg of a duck called? What is a fertilized egg of a duck? Scrambled. Got him. Um, uh, a, a hatchling. Garrett. Um, I'm gonna go with a duckling. <laughs> I'm serious. That's my answer. Go with that's it. a good. That's a good choice. I know. That's I was. No, I was. Oh. was judging. I thought you. Were, I thought there was. I was kind of like silence. Like uh. No, uh, I was ready to. Uh, you no, know. I, I was. Uh, good answer. Good answer. I was good trying answer. to figure out this uh, term here. It's a, f- a Filipino term. It means uh, balut. Balut. Yeah, I don't well, you're know. Wrong. I was uh, thinking zygote. I thought no, that's usually mammals and ba- and humans. So that probably is not it. Garrett. Ants sure. belong to what family? The artho- arthropod family. That's a good answer. I'm going to go with insect. Formicide. What? The, what? What? <laughs> what? They're, 
part of the family that has a side in it, so they kill each other? I'm, I'm, say, I'm probably saying it wrong, but uh, Alex, oh, there's yeah. no way I'm going to say these words correctly. Oh, goody. Uh, atchephobia, kakorophobia, and kakorophobia, or the irrational fear of what? Uh, okay. Uh, the first one I was wondering if it was arachnophobia, but I'm guessing it's not. They're all the same way. They're all like one thing, but there's different fears, I guess. So what is irrational fear of what? A T Y C H I phobia. Okay. Um fish. Alex, fish. I'm, I'm gonna go plants. Fish, plants. It's the fear of failure. Oh. Wow. Well, we definitely don't have the fear again. You and yeah, I are good no. at it. We're, we're going to fail high. Garrett, what pigment you know, makes plants green? What pigment? Hmm. I feel like pigment. Like a color? That's what it says. What pigment? What pigment? Uh, uh, acetylcholine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no idea. Alex? Alex, what'd you say? Chlorophyll. It is indeed chlorophyll. Well. Uh, Two questions out of eight that I've gotten right. (laughs) Alex, how many sides does a nonagon have? Nonagon? N-O-N-A-gon. I'm going to go 19. Garrett? Hmm. Nah, nah. Um, 99. Ooh. Both of you are close, but nobody got it nine size. Oh. It seemed too simple. It did. Whatever. All right. Last question for both of you. Um... Garrett, the Buddha's hand is a type of what? The Buddha's hand. Um, is a type of what? Yeah. Um, uh, wishing well. Uh, Alex? Buddha's hand is a type of what? Uh, I'm going to say starfish. It's a type of fruit. In the mm-hmm. Far East. And last year, we'll just do it, even though Alex says 1-3 to 0. Uh, what animal teeth were used as knife blades by natives? Um, Alex answers first. That's his question. I, I'm going to go with shark teeth. Garrett? I'm going to go wolf teeth. Wolf. The scores remain the same, three to zero. It is beaver teeth. Beaver mm-hmm. teeth. Beaver. Okay. I mean, that does make sense. They cut trees down, so why not? You make an axe out of beaver teeth, there, Alex. Why not? Grow. I mean, 
Yeah, I would. That's what you cut trees down with, with the, with the beaver teeth. Mm. I would too. Oh. You know, I'm going to go catch a beaver, and that's the thing I'm going to use to kill my enemies with. That's why they cut their tail off, and you can use that to start slapping people. There you go. Alex comes back 3-3 three three on these games. We'll see who succeeds How in the end. How dare you? So let's move on to our next segment here. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were like getting this guy like some props with the song. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I got two science questions right out of 10. 20% right there. <laughs> Mega F. A failure in school. A winner on this bill. I was like, well, now I'm not getting any sleep tonight. I'm amped. America! <laughs> America! <laughs> if you guys want to see a video of Garrett when he watches the uh, Smallville finale, it's on YouTube. Look it up. Small, small finale reaction. And that Garrett put that up there when he was younger. So. Mm-hmm. All-Star Superman, uh, Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Uh, telling a 12-issue series, uh, maxi-series story about essentially the death of Superman based on the 12 labors of Hercules, um, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it kind of tells like what Superman chooses to spend his last days doing. Uh, we read six issues of that for tonight. And uh, what do you think here, boys? Jumping back into the All-Star. What a night and day uh, difference between this and All-Star Batman and Robin. Um, Like, though, it takes some getting used to to read Graham Morrison. And, like, I feel like this is Graham Morrison that's, like, trying to be more inviting. Because, like, Graham Morrison can write the heaviest science fiction that you've ever read in your life. And I feel like this was still pretty easy uh, for Grant, like to read of Grant Morrison's. Um, but it took a, took a little bit to get used to his language again. Cause it's been so long since I've read anything by him. So, um, but yeah, I thought it just, it was refreshing. And like Frank Quietly's art too. Like I was just like, man, this, these are the kind of books that make you think like, this is why I read comics. Cause like, this is a great story, great art. And it's just, I love the covers. Every cover, I just like sit and stare at for like 30 seconds before I dig in. So I'm just like, God, this looks good. I I had forgotten how amazing this book is. Um, I only had two gripes about this. And it was issue five of the Jimmy Olsen story. I was like, I didn't, I didn't care so much about it. But whoa, it whoa, whoa. Nobody sidelines Jimmy. Okay. He's been sidelined for like side-lined. 10 years. I'm just saying. In this book, I didn't care as much about that specific issue. Uh, Jimmy just wanted to get laid. Good for him. The other thing, Frank Whiteley's art is fantastic, but when uh, Soups goes up against uh, Atlas and Samson, boy, those motherfuckers look the same. Face-wise, they look the same. But this book is fantastic. This is one of those ones that Marvin had told me when I had first gotten into books. Um... I don't know if I'm ready for you to read All-Star Superman because if you don't like it, it may crush my very spirit. Um, 
it probably took me the better part of two years to finally get to that status where I'm like, you know what, I can read this book. And I've read it, I think, three or four times in my life. And every time I either notice new things I've missed or I find a new uh, love for this book. And this was one of those new loves. I read the the six issues and it was just, like you said, rekindled my love for comic books. I mean, it's the most books I've read in a long time was today. Seven issues. So. <laughs> Way to go me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven against, you know, like 500. So. We're probably getting to about 500. So. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I actually uh, recorded myself, uh, my uh, thoughts on this book while I was reading it. So here we go. Yes. 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 Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you son of a Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, America. America the beautiful. Oh, the home of the brave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, not me, folks. It's not yeah, it's a random dude on YouTube. It sounds like it could be you. He'll, t- so. he'll tell you he that. He did at first. He'll tell you that, but do a one-on-one with his voice in, the, in this in this video. Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, man! Oh, America! That's him. <laughs> um, I, Alex, I'm surprised that when you said you had a beef about this, I thought you were going to bring up the little continuity error that I noticed this time through. <clears throat> and it really didn't bother me, obviously, but because I love this book so much, but I thought you were going to bring it up between issue two and three when at the end of two, he shows Lois being like, hey, I'm making this thing so you can become uh, powerful like me for one day. And then the next up issue starts with her being like, I wonder what it could be or my present. And then he re-explains yeah. to her, oh, I made this for you. I'm like, oh, you just told her last time. <laughs> oh, I guess I missed that. I must have been already into I, it. I was going to let it slide because I got that like in that monthly span of Maybe you had forgotten what had happened. That's what I thought, um, too. Yeah, when, when you read it in the the issue back-to-back, you're like, yeah, I already fucking know what happened. Plus, I just saw him give her the outfit. I guess also I wasn't thinking she was under the influence because they, uh, there was a gas leak and she could – maybe she didn't remember. And he just retold her. So, um, Fantastic as always. Frank Whiteley's art I think is fantastic. Grant Morrison's writing uh, is also fantastic. Um there's nothing about the, the thing with, and you can tell if we're going to compare it, and I, it's going to come up compared to this to what we just read with Oscar Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder, is that Grant knows that they can take their time with this. Like it doesn't have to be rushed. And even though we have twelve issues to tell a story of Superman's death, they take their time with. Make like yeah, the first whole issue is really like here's the setup and why this is happening, and it's even a little bit weird setting up a Lex Luthor thing, and and then really the rest of the issue is him with Lois kind of bumbling about his Clark Kent, and then he finally says, "Hey, I gotta tell you something," <clears throat> and then he kind of moves on and has a whole issue with just him and Lois together. And it's Batman and Robin felt like it was always rushing to nothing, like it was always rushing to do nothing, and this book seems kind of laid back. He's taking his time, telling a story. Like, it doesn't matter if we have a whole issue with Jimmy Olsen, because I feel like um, uh, that there's still enough good stuff in it. And, like, it's telling. I feel like the Jimmy Olsen parts, like, that's. He's touching in every aspect of his life, and that's his friend aspect of it. 
I think that's also the nope. The next issue has uh, has uh, Lana and um, what's his friend's name? In Smartphone? Pete. Pete. Pete Ross. Um, <clears throat> and so we, like we we're touching on all aspects of his life uh, in this series, and like within six issues, I feel like there's more story and more character moments in that six issues than there was of, of the whole nine ten issues we got of Batman and Robin, and it just it's like a a master class on how to tell a story like this and just like let the story happen organically and be very true to these characters and allow them to shine how they've always shined. And like the thing with this is like there are specific splash pages in this book. When we talk about Batman and Robin and Jim Lee, we're like the art was fantastic. I can't even tell you off the uh, top of my head. I can't think of any splash pages really right now, but after I read this book the first time and every time beyond that, there are scenes that I remember and there are scenes that are are so layered in terms of their meaning and in terms of like everything about it. It's well thought out to, to also be good art for the story, to further the story that I just like you can stare at it for a long time. Like the kiss of him and Lois on the moon in front of the earth. It's just like it's fantastic. Like it, it tells the whole story right there. Like. She loves this man, even though she he gave her the ability to do whatever she wanted. What she really wanted to do was be alone with him, finally, like, away from all the problems on Earth that he should be taking care of and have a moment together on the moon and, the, and give a kiss and have a romantic moment alone. And it's like, for her in that moment and, and for him, like, it, it's also a very symbolic being like, that's his whole world right there. And later, also, like in that in that issue with Crypto, when he's when Superman's looking at the Earth, and Crypto, if you look in that scene, is like looking at Superman. He's not looking at the Earth. He doesn't care about any of that. Like for him too, like that's his master, that's his friend, like that's all he cares about too. And as you can tell from when Crypto meets the future uh, Superman in that other story, like, and he recognizes that. The one that's bandaged up is that same Clark. And that's why he's smelling it. i like, oh, what's if this is you. Um, there's no way that Crypto doesn't know at that stage what's happening to Superman uh, and that he's dying. And yet <clears throat> this guy is trying to, this dog, Crypto, like that story that he's telling there, that whole thing, it's like he's still trying to do what he feels like is best to assist his master and assist his friend here. And... Uh, just like even that, like like a little subtle extra storyline about crypto and Superman is just fantastic too. Like everything about this is great. Yeah, yeah. That I think that was like obviously all the issues have been great. Like there's a very great romance issue in issue two or three. Um, but then the issue six, like I was like, wow, what a finale to like the first half of the book for us because I'm like, man, does that get you in the feels? Uh, especially Superman, just like like you said, just like is everything gonna be okay and and, you know, like, so Jonathan Ken asked, and he's like, yeah, everything's going to work out how it should, you know? And it's just like, what a beautiful moment. Um, and obviously, you know, I love that crypto. So it was just, I, that's been my favorite issue so far. Uh, look at it fondly. And yeah, I just, I, it was so hard to stop reading. Because um, I probably did it like you guys say, like, read all six today. And like, it was really hard to stop at six. Because I'm just like, God, I can just really crank this out and. This is just really one of those books I put up there with like top 10 graphic novels and I can't wait to read the next six and go over them again. Um, you know, 
I was I was mentioning last week uh, there is a movie, and I was like, because the movie's the last thing I've seen because uh, I haven't read this in a while. And man, they do miss a lot in that movie. So uh, yeah, it's really refreshing to have the time, like you said, and like really flush this story out and just go along for the ride. It's just very beautifully done. This is a book. Excuse <clears throat> me. This is a book where Grant Morrison, I think, has nailed the the different aspects of Superman and Clark Kent. When I see Clark Kent on on the page, um, what a phenomenal way to to write the character, but also Frank Whiteley's art on how he makes both Superman and uh, Clark Kent be so distinct, and what a way to to show Clark having to be a hero without getting to be Superman. Like when he takes out the uh, electrical wire so that Lex Luthor doesn't electrocute himself. Um, awesome. Or when he runs into the guy on the street and bumbles into him and it was to protect him from the whatever overhang falling down on him. I This book is so well done. I, I Like you said, I couldn't get enough of one to read this. I just wanted to binge read all 12. But I put this in like my top three Superman books. Secret Identity, Birthright, and and All Star are my Ooh. number three. Yeah, God, Birthright so good. I mean, obviously, Secret Identity is my number one, but Birthright is also very, very good. I think part of it was that I hold Birthright to a, a high standard. It was my first time ever reading a Superman book, and I expected there to be so much more to it. And then the second, the third time I read it, I loved that book. And a part of it that Marvin gave that to me ten years ago as a Christmas gift. And I still love that book to this day. Yeah, I know. That's like, uh, you know, you, Oh God, those are so good. Like secret identity. And then like, you know, we never got to review, uh, the curse of the dark Knight or whatever it was from whatever it is. Yeah. Creature of the dark. But I did, we should someday do that, but that's neither here or there. Cause like it was also really great, but yeah, definitely this, this story is among the apex of, uh, DC comics, but if not all comics ever, like I just, when I think of classic graphic novels or classic stories, like, this is one that definitely comes to mind. I think also like when you're talking about that, Alex, like top three <clears throat> Superman stories is it's up there. It is a little because Grant's so fascinated with like the silver age and there are some like, it is goofy. It is heartfelt. It is action packed. Like, the Superman of the future. One of them is even uh, kind of oh, yeah. to that fat fuck. <laughs> Mr. Mixlepitalik. Yeah, he's from the fifth dimension also. So <laughs> I, like, I thought of you instantly. I was like, oh, I bet Marvin's so pissed. I, like, right. I totally forgot. <laughs> now the super fat fucks here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cal uh, Kent, who he's been kind of talking to anyways in the machine thing that he had. Uh, and then obviously... You know what's like, what's great about that issue is that the whole time I thought like you think it's like, and I I, I don't know why because I'm because I have no memory that's why, but I always forget that that's Superman behind the bandages, <laughs> and so when that reveal happens I'm like oh yeah I forgot. Um, but what's great about that is that it doesn't set up that issue as like a flashback, and so when you get into it, you go oh is this a flashback and you kind of remember they realize it's a flashback, but then you realize it's not a flashback it is. The Superman we were reading the whole time, he just went back to the past to do this thing, and you're still following this Superman, which is uh, a fantastic story uh, telling mechanism to be like, 
hey, you think it's a flashback and we're going to get all the the things of a flashback, but still further the story we've been telling the whole time. Uh, and it's necessary. Like, I think that's what's so amazing is that Grant, like, can tell all these, like, if you, each issue is very unique in how it's told and what kind of story and what kind of, like, even the, the plot still sits there and we know that it's Superman accomplishing these things, but it doesn't feel like one issue to the next feels the same, really. It, like, you never know what it's going to be about and what kind of, like, there's some that are more adventurous, some more that are more pulpy, some that are more action-packed. And what's great about it is that it, it, it doesn't make you feel run down, like, oh, yeah, I get this, like, let's move on. Because each one is like, oh, what's going to happen next? And what's going to happen with this uh, final story of Superman? Unlike what we read before with Batman and Robin, where it was like, like they literally would repeat shit in the same issue. Uh, and you would be like, yeah, I get it. Like this is the same scene as the last scene. Um, I think that's what's so fantastic about this is that uh, not only for Superman book is it up there in the top three, but in terms of storytelling, like this is one of my top picks for like to show somebody how to tell a story like this. It's fantastic. It's clearly thought about ahead of time. It's clearly thought about like, we can't just tell this straightforward. How are we going to tell this story? How are we going to make it so that we can hit every aspect of Superman's history, but yet still feel like we're not giving them a lesson and feel like you don't have to know all this stuff to get it. But if you do know all this stuff, it's also on another level. And when that's when I, whenever I want to recommend this book to somebody, I'm, I'm all sticking in the back of my head and be like, I don't know if they're like a new person. Are they going to enjoy this as much as somebody else? But I don't feel like this book is, even though it has a lot of those things that if you are a Superman fan, you're like, oh, there's that thing, there's that thing. I think if you're still also a new reader, the story is so solid and the storytelling is so solid that you can read this without that knowledge and still enjoy it uh, because of how great it is. Yes, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, for a second, I was like, did I lose them? What's happening here? Uh, yeah. uh, you know what? Enough of that bullshit. This is, this is my thoughts. America the Beautiful! That's still good. 2012. You know, it might it could have happened, but I didn't record it, so tell you that much. (laughs) How long ago was was that finale? Yeah, it was 2012. 2012? Holy shit, 10 years ago. Well, no, 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 it was 2011, because I graduated. Oh. So, it was right at the uh, beginning of our friendship, guys. There you go. And that's why you had to put that on there, because you wanted to show me how much it meant to you, so. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Marvin, first time we met, we talked about Graham Morrison. This specific book, yes. Yeah, so... That was our gateway to our friendship. Because I love this book so much and I mentioned it to you. And you you know why? Because A, you knew what I was talking about when I mentioned Frank Whiteley and Grant Morrison. And I was just like, holy shit, this guy knows these two. Like, Because these aren't common. Like, there are some names in the comic book world that mainstream people will know. Uh, uh, Jeff Johns, because he kind of moved over and was part of both worlds. Uh, Bendis, maybe. Uh, Robert Kirkman, especially. But, like, Grant Morrison... And Frank Quitely, especially, uh, they're not names that you hear people just saying like, oh, yeah, uh, this is Grant Morrison's story. Like, 
you really have to. So when you said that, I was like, okay, this person actually does read comics if he knows who Grant Morrison <laughs> and Frank Quitely are. But then also, because you enjoyed this story, uh, like I did, I think also it was like, okay, so like you weren't afraid of shit being a little weird sometimes, but also like taking a chance on the way this story was told. And I think if you look at the gamut of Superman stories, like this one is more like those other books outside of DC and takes more hints on like, you know, taking a chance and being out there probably because it is its own universe and mini and it's about the death of Superman. Uh, and it's not so convoluted in, uh, 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 history and lore. What, what's the word? Look? Continuity. Um, uh, that it's told this way, but, uh, it's a very unique book to be like, yes, I like that book. And, and, it's, and it's gotten praise over the years and it's become more popular as the years have gone by and it well deserves it. And, uh, I, it's fantastic. And I'm going to talk more about it <laughs> next week when we finish it, because <laughs> if I remember correctly, uh, some of my favorite issues are in the next half here. So we'll talk about that next week. Hey, um, Garrett. Yo. We got a, a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People probably presents. Avengers Forever by uh, Book Club. <laughs> book Club, Book Club, Book Club. <laughs> Avengers Forever by Kurt Busiek, who we actually were talking about a little bit before, and actually, uh, uh, Garrett, I don't disagree that um, going back and reading that Batman series is uh, something we should keep in our back pocket and talk about later, because... <clears throat> I never remember. We didn't know the like for a while. I didn't know the last issue came out, and I was like, "Oh, it came out." I was like, "Oh, I never read it." Garrett finished it. You and I didn't yeah. even think the number four came out, so, yeah, so I need to read right. it. I, and it's even like extra special because obviously we sadly lost uh, John Pauly on uh, last year, so it was like extra, extra special to have read that. And because uh, I remember at the end of one special, he they put in like a couple pages from that last volume, and it was like, man. So I, I guess I'm going to finish that, but uh, Kurt Busiek, uh Carlos Pecho, Pacheco, and uh, Mr. Um, fuck, where is it at? You know, <laughs> you think that they would have like a God damn it. Anyways, I'm being an old man, but I can't look at the credits page. Uh, Kurt Busiek. Avengers Forever, uh, twelve issue mini maxi uh, about a story about the Avengers plucked out of time uh, and uh, looking after Rick Jones and keeping him safe while uh, King and uh, who <laughs> Mortis? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Dude, you know how we used to be in the studio and it would be fucking hot as hell. Yeah, is it hot right now? So when I walked in here, I was like, oh, it's cold. So I put on a sweater, and now it's fucking hot. I need to take the sweater off. So uh, uh, in a second here, when I throw it to you guys, I'm going to take it off. I took my headphones off to do it. But um, Vintage Forever, in this issue, the last issue kind of ended with them being plucked out of time and and put in front of Rick. And Rick was like, oh, the fuck are these guys? And, and this issue is introducing them, plucked from a different time. Uh, Alex, who, do you remember who all we saw? Oh, we saw Captain America. 
this uh, wasp, yellow jacket, giant man, mocking, nope, songbird, and a hot guy, and one other guy. Oh, Marvel. Yes, Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel with the secrets. We don't know that secret yet. Secret. Oh, there you go. Jesus, I took that sweater off and got 20 degrees colder. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you guys talk about uh, uh, Yellow Jacket? Yeah, well, we, I guess we didn't bring up the whole Giant Man Yellow Jacket. Uh, so we got two Hanks. Discovery, yeah, two Hank Pims. We had the crazy, crazy, abusive Hank Pym we have in, in Yellow Jacket. And we have the uh, uh, sane, uh, nice Hank Pym as Giant Man. And uh, both on the same team here. Which, I, that Yellow Jacket and that Hank Pym get a lot of flack um, for right reasons, for being abusive, but I feel like Kurt put him in this story to kind of a little bit redeem that uh, Hank and kind of make it uh, a different kind of take on that character, uh, and also have Giant Man there so you can kind of see like the duality of these two characters together. Plus, it's a nice storytelling element to have the same character from different times in the same place here. It almost seems like that the Wasp and Giant Man are two characters who are the closest to this time stream oh, or this t- place in time. Like they're not that far away from where they're naturally at. Right. Um, a year or two before, but they seem right on, right on time at least. Yeah. Cause some of them are like years and years beyond where they're like before they got there. And these guys are, cause they were the ones being like, Oh, you're from this time. So they knew all the past of everybody. So it seemed like they were the most up-to-date. They just didn't know what was going on where they were at because they were still not there yet. But um, you get a Cap who uh, who is uh, Captain America who is about to uh, go nomad, you know, go out in the streets, you know, get rid of his uh, flag and not believe in his country anymore. He's almost there. Um, I thought this issue... They were a little bit, still a little bit wordy, and I thought about Alex the whole time I was reading that. Um, <laughs> but I thought it was better about establishing characters and moving forward with the plot. Uh, and um, I understand this is probably how they did it around 98, 97, whenever this book came out. I forgot when it came out. Um, but the way that it ends kind of almost seems like, I was like, oh, shit. And it feels like there's not, like, yes, that's an end, but it doesn't really feel like an end. It feels like it just got cut off. Um, but I am excited to see what happens in the next issue. I feel like those cast of characters, even though it still feels a little old school Marvel storytelling, there every once in a while there are things that Kurt Busiek writes that I'm like, okay, that's that's a solid line. Like that's a good uh, piece of the story, and like, uh, it's still him. It's him like writing superhero, like mainstream superheroes kind of stories in the style of like Stanley and them, but modernizing it, it feels like. Um, so I can see what people like this. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought like this, the, the text in the first issue was like way overbearing where this one, like it actually furthered the story. Um, and kind of like threw out some stakes with uh, Kang and Immortus and whatnot. So I enjoyed it. I mean, I just kind of like, I think I had to take a deep breath and just be like, this is going to be like, it's going to take you a half hour to read this thing. Just like put your eyes on the panels. Don't look at the clock and read, you know, and I think once I did that, I 
I pretty thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and when it did end, it was just kind of like, oh, okay, it's over. So uh, it was nice getting to know the team more. And uh, I'm actually really digging that we're reading this because, like, I don't know a whole lot about Kang or, like, Immortus. So it's kind of cool to learn about them through this book. So, um, and it is, I do like the team dynamic. I do think that's interesting. I'm, I'm surprised there's not more A-list characters in this book um from different time zones because i'm like it's not like i was like ooh, giant man from 95 and yellow jacket from 97 you know i'm just like okay their time zones don't really it would have been more cool is all i'm saying if i had like iron man three years in captain america now um hulk like he can't die he's like immortal hall you know like just kind of stretching that team dynamic just way more than they tried to in this but i don't know maybe there wasn't a lot of characters kurt to play with but it almost seems like he would get more creative freedom using characters that i mean it isn't its own continuity like it is not a story it plays with continuity like it has history to it but it also is not gonna affect anything in in the main uh stories because it's its own thing but it almost feels like he picked these people so he could have more freedom to be like, you know what? What if I have him do this? Um, plus, Kurt, knowing from Astral City, like he can do characters who like are almost in the same realm as other characters. Giant Man, uh, he can make him like the Hulk type character, and I think we could still accomplish the same thing. So, um, Alex, what do you think? You've been uh, suspiciously quiet. Uh, still too wordy. Very I mean, not as bad as issue one. I did enjoy it more. Um, but it's still. I'm gonna have to get another issue and another two issues in to finally get the grasp of me enjoying this book. I read it and it felt like a chore. And I think part is that I I read all seven books that I had to read tonight tonight, and so I did feel like I had to get through this 30 minute book. So that I can read All Star Superman. So I need to read this separately so that I can enjoy it. I will tell you that. Um, if you do one to one like that, there's this book is not on the same level as that book. Well that's and that was the problem is that I read it first, which I mean was intentional. I knew that I could get through six issues in about an hour. Um but I I read this, I'm just like I I know I'm gonna enjoy it. I like Kurt Busick. The art is actually very well done. Um and I do like the characters. I, I know who everybody is. So I'm not like I'm lost with that. I, I didn't know who Libra was. That's a lie. I'm, I know it's going to get good. And that's my problem is I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for me to get to that point where I turn the page and go, this is an Avengers book I can enjoy. Right now, we're doing all this time. We did the time jump from the first issue. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Uh, also, too many words. Uh, I can read. I just don't want to. <laughs> Why do you think you read comic books? It's not to read all these words. So it's I'm I'm there. I'm just I need one more issue to solidify the enjoyment. Um, Yellow Jacket. Then he say at one point too. He was just like, uh, "Enough with this this bullshit." <laughs> like I don't even know what you're talking about. Even he was like, "Enough with this bullshit." Like let's move on and get going. Also, speaking of art, which I believe I agree with you, Alex. I think it is fantastic. But when Yellow Jacket uh, takes out his gum and puts it on his finger like that, did you get like I kept looking at it? like at the side of my eye before I got to that panel. And I always thought he was like sticking out his tongue. And then when I got there, I was like, ah, yes. oh, the gum. 
even when I got there, I thought he was pulling on his tongue. I thought, dude, what the hell's wrong? Why is your tongue so fucking long? For a second, even Gene Simmons is jealous. <laughs> for a second, I was like, oh, maybe because he's yellow jacket. Uh, do bees have tongues? They have proboscis. Uh, yeah. That they stick in to, to eat the nectar. I mean, that's what I thought it was. I thought he was eating some nectar off his fingers. You know, sweet, sweet nectar. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think I'm with you there, though, Alex. Like, I think <clears throat> even though I, I did enjoy this second issue more than you, but I feel like I need to get into it a little bit more. Like, I feel like uh, we're still at the cusp of of the beginning of the story, the exposition, and I really need to get into the actual uh, plot and I want the meat and potatoes. I came to dinner and I'm still eating my like, cheese curds. I want I want to be done with the hors d'oeuvres and the, the early drinks. It, yeah, it feels like you're still looking at the menu. Still excited. That, actually, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. Because I do like cheese curds. I was going to say, still, cheese I'm curds still, could be a, could do it for me. So I'm still showing up to the fucking restaurant waiting to get seated. Mm. Like My 20, friends are having drinks They're like me. 20 minutes and it's you're 40 minutes in and you're like, when am I, when are we going to get to this thing? Speaking of which, I went to a restaurant the other day. Oh, I won't say the name just so I don't give them bad press because I actually do like them. Um, but they go, oh, 10 minutes. I go, all right, whatever, 10 minutes. Sit down in the waiting area. Most of the restaurant's empty, by the way. <laughs> there's enough empty tables. You're just like, I could be sitting there. I could be sitting there. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe they're understaffed and they don't want to sit me down if nobody's going to be able to come over to me right away. But then also I thought, I'd rather be sitting at my table waiting than I would in the waiting room, waiting uh, with other people like by me. Uh, and then like two parties came in and got seated like right away. And I was like, why was I 10 minutes and they go sit down right away? So I'm like, should I say something? Should we just go just try something else? And then when I finally decided be like, yeah, let's hold on a second. Let me go check. They're like, oh, okay, here's your table. And I was like, oh, okay. But they forgot about you for show. I don't know how. It's not that big of a restaurant. But anyways. Uh, remind, God, I need to know. Text it. Uh, this this was uh, um, an Alex situation. This is what Alex felt like. You know, Avengers Forever. So he thought he's, he's being forgotten right now. He needs the action to come back. He needs steak and potatoes, but Alex also needs a little kick. All right? A little hot sauce uh, in there. I forgot to tell you, I got some pho over the weekend from Fatai uh, in Sioux Falls. So good. That place is good. I was going to go there last week for lunch and uh, didn't get to it. Uh, I've never been there before, though. Good? Oh, it's so... Oh, really? Oh, my God, Marvin. They have, like, our other favorite place is awesome. But this is its own type of awesome. Um, totally recommend. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'll go down there, have lunch, walk over to uh, Alex's establishment down there where he's a manager and knock over some shelves. Damn. And- <laughs> You know, if, being, uh, if you do go down, you should let me know, and I can try to take my lunch when you go. Oh, yeah. Hey, let's go to lunch together. God damn. Then my, my kids are, my wife is home from work for the summer with my son, so I uh, don't necessarily need to come home. Work for the summer! <laughs> <laughs> When's the comic 605 at com? Send us an email. Let us know what you think about uh, uh, Superman. All-Star Superman. <laughs> Jeez, I was going to say Superman Man of Tomorrow. That is not the same book. That is by Alan Moore instead. Uh, also, Avengers Forever. And if you have uh, anything to say to me about Obi-Wan Kenobi, at Marvin underscore Salgoro <laughs> on Twitter. 
if you got anything to say to Garrett about Obi-Wan Kenobi at Karat2188, if you have anything not to say about Obi-Wan, because uh, he doesn't want to hear about it, that's at the AP Keaton. <laughs> but he will take your comments on Stranger Things because he's almost done with it. Uh, yeah. And Wednesday Comics for the rest of us. I mean, for all of us at once. Uh, WednesdayComics.com. Go there. Subscribe to the show. 605-215-1849. Click that number. You can leave us a voicemail. Uh, also on the website, click on it to leave a voicemail that way, too. If you want to do it all in the digital age. Um, also, go to the website. Click on the button. Go to our merch page and uh, get some merch. Nice. You know, I was wearing a sweater. Uh, wearing our sweater. Nice and toasty. Yeah, I definitely raised my temperature by 20 degrees. I feel good now. I was feeling too hot. So I think all that water I drank before the show, Garrett, gone. Just out of my Wow. I know. Um, you just dehydrated yourself, man. So that's, gotta, a, that's the old wrestler's trick. You know, I got a, a Breda filter that you put into the fridge. I mean, as you do. But it's like one of those that like has almost like a tap instead of a, a pitcher. And uh, I think my fridge might be a little too cold because when I drink that, my lungs freeze. And I'm just like, you know how you drink that really cold water and you're just like, oh. Yeah. And, uh, and it hurts a little bit. It, But it also, like when you're looking to wake up a little bit, it's also a nice way to get it going. Your body's like, holy shit, we're about to die in the Arctic. Get up. Get up. I'd like, is that why you go for walks in the cold, Alex? Of course. Most of them is just to cool off, to, to unwind. To let nature do its job, suck out the anger. But, but yeah, sometimes it's just to wake up. <laughs> uh, nature do its job, suck out the anger. Um, well, I mean, it might do that this week with that rain. It may not do it with the rain. Who knows? Uh, I'm not a scientist, and you're not uh, a licensed scientist, even though you are a science, a man of science, as we proved today in our game. So, um <laughs> Feel commi- oh, our, visit our sponsors, RootsOfTheSwampThing.com, definitive source for all things swampy. Uh, go to RainbowComicsAndCards.com, as I mentioned earlier. Also, SuperCon.com, uh, SuperCon.com. Uh, go there and uh, keep up to date with the comings and goings of SuperCon 2022, the Retromania. Wednesday Comics will be there uh, Friday night, time to be determined. Uh, but we'll let you know as soon as we know. We should probably talk to uh, Mr. J.P., JP, um, John, run <laughs> JR. That's what I meant to say. Uh, and I saw P in my head because we, we used to know a JP. JR, and, let, and ask him uh, what times are open for that. But, um, you know, I'm going to finish this Obi Wan, uh, Alex. You can listen to, but Garrett, I'm going to finish this Obi Wan and uh, I'll probably after Stranger Things. It might be after Miss Marvel. I watched a couple episodes of that. It might be after, you know, I watched a couple episodes of, uh, uh, something else you know i'll get mm. in the right mood to watch this might go back and you know watch some old movies get into the groove of <laughs> uh you know being bored you know what i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch you know war and peace on tape uh sit there i'm gonna watch paint dry and then see if one-to-one with obi-wan if it's more <laughs> oh my god whatever the man cuts meat for hey, five times, I got it. Don't worry about him. Worry about the other guy. Plus, that, Alex, this animal he feeds this to has like an elephant elephant snout, and it eats it through the snout. You think he could chew no. meat through that shit? No, that's all I know. Where does it lead to? Does it lead to the mouth or right to the stomach? There's no like jaws. How's it breaking down that meat? Because that elephant has to stick water in its nose, blow it into its mouth, and they don't. They yeah, stupid. 
you know what, Star Wars, you're stupid. And then he rides this thing. This thing likes meat so much, why does he just eat all we want? Well, it's probably going to at the end of the show. <laughs> Gotta help, so. It would at least be yeah, something. Because his lightsaber is like nine feet long, man. Yeah, in the middle of the desert, buried under sand. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a shovel, man. You know what? You're right, Alex. Star Wars does suck. <laughs> it did ever since Disney bought it, that's for sure. <laughs> it sucked before that, too. Don't act like it didn't suck when Luke was talking about his converters. <laughs> what? From Tashi Station? I'm souring the whole fucking thing now. I was saying, oh, Marvin, I've been saying it as a joke to you guys, but if I've just corrupted you into hating Star Wars, I almost feel guilty. <laughs> the only but goddamn thing guilty. it ever did good was Jar Jar I, mean, I still feel good about myself, but... <laughs> I'd rather be watching a Jar Jar Binks show right now. See what he did in the Senate that whole time? I'd rather be watching that show. Oh. Needs to give power to the Chancellor Palpatine. <laughs> Order 60. Oh, what? 66? Ay, 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 ay. Oh, wait, that's uh, alpha. alpha. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's alpha, man. <laughs> All right, for Wednesday Comics, <laughs> Simon Marvin. <laughs> you just killed him. You just killed Alex. You, you jumped universes, Marvin. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, right, just open the Star Wars world. Hi, <laughs> yeah, cut this beef from my dog. <laughs> Bury my lightsaber. Ay, ay, ay. Here they come for me, Inquisitors. <laughs> what happened to the girl? Have you? He gets to the fucking planet and he just goes, "Hey, I'm looking for my daughter. She was kidnapped and brought here." You don't think anybody's gonna get suspicious that a fucking a man <laughs> with a lightsaber walking around is looking for a girl, and they're not gonna tell the Inquisitors, "Hey, here's a Jedi." <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh, for some reason aye, my, aye, aye. my fucking thing's not working I'm, I've been tracking a guy here and this is where they landed and now my tracker's not working oh yeah there's no signal on this planet at all we like it that way alright well then this guy obviously is tracking somebody there and you guys want to keep it very secret how would you fucking kill this guy then alright piece of shit <laughs> aye 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 my name Marvin Alex I'm Garrett Hey, everyone, uh, stay dry and keep turning those pages. <laughs>